Welcome to Collective Podcast. We have Jerry here. We have Christian present. And then, of course, we have our two essentials, our go-to quarantine buddies from the snowstorm, Joe Volante, John Gregorio. Guys, how are you doing? And are you ready to talk about concerts like it was your pastime? Well, you don't have to treat me like a guest anymore. I'm I'm such I'm a co-host now, bitch. <laughs> yeah, you hired him, man. You <laughs> the territory. You forgot that you hired Joe full time. Well, someone, exactly. well, someone had to take over the social media while Jerry's busy handling another podcast. Why you mean collective That's... podcast? <laughs> I knew no, that the what change you're talking with... about. No, the change within podcasts, but uh. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get to that at some point. So, yes. So, what so, are we talking about today? What are we talking about today, boys? Stuff. <laughs> so that stuff is going to be based on our first concert experiences, maybe some bonding along the way, as far as some concerts that we've been to together. I'm already thinking Firefly with John. I'm thinking of my friends' yes, backgrounds right now. And I'm also thinking of the metal type of ordeal that I've been to many concerts with Joe with on as well. So we could get this started and I'll take the initiative as far as on my first concert, which was Three Days Grace and Breaking Benjamin. Not typical of what you would expect from mm, this concert. You're welcome, Jerry. Jerry says you're welcome. I mean, Joe says you're welcome. Joe, you, you, you are a man of full chivalry on that one. I have to give you that, that for credit. Uh, seeing Three Days Grace surprised me. I did not think they were going to be that good, but I was very shocked with the outcome as far as how they performed so well with their album out at the time. And when I was doing music for Broken Records magazine, I'll never forget, I interviewed Breaking Benjamin literally two days after that show. And it was just fun to go down like the rabbit hole as far as how they came up with their set list, their favorite songs to play, and just getting that understanding as far as what inspires them to play the music that they do. And it was kind of like my first introduction to that sense of heavy metal music, especially considering those two bands making such a platform in like the early 2000s. Where was I? Well, where, where was I? How come I wasn't with you interviewing Breaking Benjamin? Yeah, I didn't know Breaking Benjamin was around on August 29th, 1990. That is very. I just assume you were born at a concert. The, the they, were concert just, was, they were just breaking hundred dollar bills around when I was born. <laughs> the, that concert was February, no, January or February twenty ten at Potential Center, and I I was our Three Days Grace actually closed, and that's what the band I was there for. But that was the first time I ever saw Breaking Benjamin, uh, which was amazing. And when they played the song from Halo. Uh, that name escapes me. Uh, 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 blow me away. Blow me away, which could have different meanings, but it won't. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but I thought Breaking Benjamin was better the second time I saw him. John, uh, that's the show we saw them when they co-headlined with Disturb. Um, yeah, it was on the PNC, right? That was a hell of a show. Yeah, it was um, so Jerry, you went that, at your first concert. You were there for Breaking Benjamin, or you were there for the other opener, Flyleaf. Hey, look, Flyleaf was pretty damn good. Flyleaf, wow! <laughs> if you want to talk about quirks that even some of you won't know about, I used to be a big Flyleaf fan when I was in high school. That's a that's a throwback band, dude. <laughs> what not was to not. Band? What was Flyleaf? Never heard of Flyleaf. 
they were big on the rock band the rock band with the female fronted uh singer at the time but my only i never got into them but the both times i saw them once was at pnc and once was that night i felt i i was dozing off to their music i don't know why they put me to sleep like Jer- like slayer did jerry so <laughs> <laughs> Which Yo, is a story we touched upon previously. Time. I didn't even realize it. Yeah, that's a throwback band. I don't even know if they're still around, but uh, I haven't heard about. Uh, I, mean, I never really listened to their music that much or uh, at all, really. But like, I just haven't heard that name in like years. It's <laughs> probably since like college. Jerry, I remember that night that you were laughing your ass off because you saw me, our friend Kenny, who was on the Mandalorian episode, and his friend Lou. Uh, uh, losing our shit during three days grace especially i think no i think his friend tyler was there too uh no it's me kenny and tyler we were losing our shit during three days grace uh, especially uh during ju- a song called just like you uh animal i have become um now yeah now they have a completely different singer John, that same going back to that same disturb bringing Benjamin, the very first band that performed was the original singer from Three Days Grace, Adam Gutier. He's not even with them anymore. So the oh, band really? itself wow. is the band itself is still around, but uh, but it's now a different sound uh, now probably different sound. I gave I I got back into them with the new singer. Um, it's not the same, but it's different. But uh, but I still listen to the old stuff like their first three to four albums with Adam singing, but with the other guy, it's definitely different. John, what was your first concert? Um, I think it's pretty obvious what it was. People who are not watching the video version of this podcast, it's uh, Foo Fighters, my favorite band ever. Everybody knows that. I think everybody just associates me with Foo Fighters and vice versa at this point. Um, Yeah, I saw them back when they, back in 2011, they played at... um, the Izod Center, which is now closed. And they opened, they got um, that old uh, 80s punk band to, to open for them. I forget the name. Oh, crap. Was it Social Distortion? Yes, Social Distortion. Very good guess. Ooh, that must have been cool. <laughs> because yeah, there, um, I, I, was, I was tempted to get tickets to that same tour. I, we were talking to, our, I was talking to our friend Danny at the time, but I unfortunately didn't see them at that time. But we'll, that's a st- we'll touch upon that a little bit later if we get it in this episode. But uh, who also was is also that the same tour where Joan Jett was on with? Uh... Yeah, so I was gonna say it was the first time out of many times I saw the Foo's, and like they they were just so damn good that first time that I just had to see them again a couple months later in December. They played uh, the Madison Square Garden. They 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 they, they had um another band opening for them. I think that was New Politics. The might oh, have been yeah, New Politics. Them. Yeah, we did. We saw them at uh, Firefly. Yeah, I, I think they. I, I could be mistaken. I th- like I, I know for a fact I saw them open for one of the bands that I, I saw around that time. But um, yeah, Joan Jett was like the surprise guest that nobody saw coming. The first time that the first the, the one at the Izod Center, he brought out um, Chris Novoselic, who was the bass player in, in Nirvana, and he came out in a green, bright green shirt and purple pants and an accordion, and they played the they played one of the, the songs on Wasting Life together, and um and that that was pretty awesome and bizarre at the same time. But uh, yeah, I mean they they put on such a show like they I I, I mean I was I'm, I'm still a gigantic fan now, but I was like fanboying like I couldn't believe like they were in front of me and they just they literally like rocked everybody's socks off. It was great. It was. I got I got a little bit of a question on this too. Mm-hmm. So. 
out of everyone that we've seen, and I could probably speak on my end, but I want to hear you guys first. So as many of these uh, celebrity musicians are, there's a sense of reputation and built of character as far as who they present themselves on stage. Was there anyone that you've seen that really lived up to those expectations based on the person you saw live? Um, I mean, I saw Paul McCartney and he exceeded every expectation I had. I thought I already knew he was going to be awesome. I, I saw him at Firefly too. The one year I didn't go with you, I went with people from work. It was that, that year that I camped there and it was terrible, but he was, he made it all worth it. Like he was uh, like, it, it was probably the best concert to this day that I've ever seen. Even, you know, amongst the, all the Foo Fighters shows I've been to that I love. He, uh, he really knocked it out of the park. Like everybody was, just, he, all the songs that he did between his time in the Beatles, time on wings, the, the solo stuff that he did that everybody knows. Like it was just, and like, like just to put it all in perspective, like at one point he, he was singing um, uh, Blackbird um just on a ukulele while the stage was just slowly arising and going like and he was just like ascending into heaven as he was singing the song it was just the most like amazing thing i've ever seen and, did he uh, yeah. did he did he close or one of his last songs was that famous james bond song live and let die with the fireworks um yeah he did play that i don't know if he closed with that he might have yeah i don't remember uh, on what he closed with I was watching that was epic. It was very epic. I can only imagine. That's uh, a great song. Yeah, yeah. And then Christian, I know your mom's a Beatles fan. My mom's a Beatles fan. Um, That's the only concert I ever went to with my mom was Paul McCartney. I saw him, John, summer same time you saw Foo Foo Fighters, twenty eleven, Yankee Stadium. Um, That's good. the, only, the closest I'm ever going to get to a Beatles concert. I was I thought Ringo Starr was going to uh, walk out, but the, f- the fact that I saw Paul McCartney at the stadium, at the home stadium, that was the s- one of two concerts I saw that year at Yankee Stadium. Uh, but yeah, there was something special <laughs> with that. Jerry, to answer your question, living up to everything you expect and more, uh, with, I guess, uh, to jump to the time when I saw Foo Fighters with my very good friend, John, no surprise there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had tickets, um, stand, general admission, um, pretty damn close to the pit. It was the year Dave broke his leg and I texted John, probably a link of the article. Oh shit. We were convinced that that concert was going to get canceled. Um, that was city field with a Mets play. Um, but Dave, uh, in his crazy mind, wrote down the design, handed it to the people to make it, and it was Dave Grohl playing on a throne with a Foo Fighters logo and a guitar, and the personality you see in interviews and videos of the concert, he saw it live in person, and <laughs> John, I mean, my favorite concerts always change every day, but that's easily top five for me, uh, and uh and then they brought out the bad brains, and then I lost my shit. They brought out the because <laughs> you're a gigantic punk fan. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that this band, where Dave Grohl himself, opened with their most famous song, their big song, biggest song ever, long. Wow. Oh yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I got the pretender. Um, uh, did he play Skin and Bones that night? I'm trying to remember. He might have, yeah. I think at one point, like in the middle, you, sometimes some of the shows I've been to in the middle, he's have like, like a little acoustic part, 
and uh, yeah, I think yeah. Bones might have been played. Um, I actually, I think that's the song he played with Chris Novoselic when I saw him at uh, at Izod. Yeah, and that, that's off his that's that's off his first album where he played every instrument, correct? Uh, I think so. it might have been. It wasn't off the bass album. I think it might have been off of an extended version of that album. I just I know Skin and Bones. All I know Skin and Bones is from um, like that, that. He had like a live album at one point. And it was on there, but right, like his older like uh, Nirvana time songs, like before he actually made Foo Fighters, when he was still, still writing songs just for the hell of it. Um, also, I guess um, I'm trying not to. Uh, I don't want to use up all my Metallica stories. I mean, I touched upon it when we had Danielle on last time uh, with Orion Festival, but I think they, that entire band lived up to how I expected them to be on stage every single time. Um, I guess to turn this to Christian, I know you're gonna just rehash a little bit of the old story, but uh, what was your first concert? I know it was a fucking legend. I, I mean, it's up to you if you want to tell the yeah, no, the, I'll tell the, uh, I'll, I'll, the, I'll, the aftermath story. So I'll I'll tell the aftermath story again. Uh, John, did you hear the aftermath story or no? Okay, so <laughs> do tell. My first concert was in two thousand. Was Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band at Madison Square Garden? Oh, when did and, you see him? I I, I, yeah, saw them, I saw him there too. Two thousand. Uh, I don't. Oh remember. wow, Long time yeah, ago. I. I don't remember the month of the, it. It was during the summer, I remember. But um, it was great. He sang all the hits, which is interesting because he doesn't usually play all the hits in, in his concert. He usually like mm-hmm. varies his, uh, his, uh, his uh, playlist. But um, so the aftermath was funny because we, when we got to the city, me and my parents, we, they parked the car in the parking garage. And it wasn't one of those inside parking garage that you see in the city. It's one of those outside ones. It's like yeah, that's gated <laughs> off. So what? So the sign on top said "parking for Madison Square Garden." Uh, we'll we'll stay open for Madison Square Garden shows. You know, like two hours after the show was up. So he was on his like last couple of songs, and I was really tired. I was falling asleep, and my dad was like, "Yeah, I think we've seen enough. Let's go." Because uh, I was because I was exhausted. I was literally sleeping like Jerry does at a Slayer concert on uh, in, uh, in, in hmm. So we start making our way car, and we're like, "Holy shit!" The parking garage is closed and the gate is locked. So now we're stuck in the city. My dad's flipping out. Oh God. Yeah, I'd be shit my pants. <laughs> yeah, he he tried calling the emergency phone number that's left in like the, the box, nothing. He's using every pay phone, pay phone at the time, no cell phone, pay phone. And uh, he's trying to call people, whatever. My dad, nowadays we have like multiple copies of keys. My dad doesn't have like a second copy of the key. The second, the only copy of the key is in the booth. Because in his mind, he was going to, get into the car and just break through the gate just smash <laughs> right through the gate and drive off because that's how much of a psychopath my dad is mm-hmm. so, <laughs> oh, so, God. so we wind up we wind up uh um staying at a holiday inn uh oh wow yeah because like yeah because like we couldn't find the bus or the bus buses weren't really accessible around that time so the next morning we wake up we, we walk to the 
to the uh, to the parking garage. And I want to preface this with we were the only car that was in there mm-hmm. like, that night before. We get there, we see it's still not open. It opens in like 15 minutes. We got there 15 minutes before it opened. There's another car in there. We don't know how this other car got in there. So my dad, okay. so the guy comes, my dad, the guy's like, hey, you need to pay us for the overnight. My dad's arguing with them saying, I'm not paying for the overnight because, you know, it was bullshit. You said Madison Square Garden. So finally the guy's arguing with him. My dad goes, all right. He whispers to my mom, go into the car and wait for me. <laughs> Joe, Joe knows the end of the story. So my dad, my dad tells the guy, wait. I, I left my wallet in the car. Let me go and get my wallet to pay you. My dad proceeds to go in the car and just drive off without paying the guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And yeah. you got away with it? Yeah, I got away with it. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yo, good for him. Yeah, because he, he was angry. He was pissed. It's like, I mean, yeah, they, they, he got fucked over, man. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't pay either. Yeah. No, Christian, you said you said that was two thousand. That was two thousand. Yeah, I think I don't know if that's the concert that they taped that that was on television that they play every once in a while. So now look at the deleted scenes of that concert. Yeah, I I looked. I tried to see. I tried to look up the set list for that, but apparently he played a ten show residency in the summer of two thousand. So you you you, you, I'm not asking for the exact date, but you remember like the month or was it definitely. It's probably June, June, July, probably. Oh, yeah, that's around that time. Uh, My first concert was... Was Elmo. (laughs) Was 18-year-old me, who was skinning bones, to go back to that food song. Uh, Jerry, Warped Tour, 2006. My first ever concert. Okay. I know I'm more on the bandwagon of hard rock and heavy metal these days, but mine was uh, pop punk. And I'm drawing a blank because I do, I do remember Hawthorne Heights, but that was the next summer, 07. But uh, I think one story that just came, I don't think I ever told you the story. So um, I still wasn't allowed to drive off Staten Island yet, even though I was 18 and had my license, whatever. And so Matt was the driver and he wasn't feeling well. So I was driving, so I was going to drive his car back from uh, English Town, the raceway where the show was. And all of a sudden, like, um, but so I was used to my car with the lights came on, but he, but I couldn't turn his lights on and I accidentally turned the windshield wipers on. So he said, that's it. And all of a sudden he started, he felt better. And he's like, that's it. I don't want you driving my car. Rush for him. Uh, oh man. So that's like the first time I crowd surf. I saw mosh pits in person, but I remember it was so hot that day. Um, uh, our good friend, Anna Marie, who was in the background on your, uh, in here on the zoom call. Uh, she was one of the people at that show too. I'm gonna look at what bands were on that tour, but that was my first show. show. And it was before I met you, Jerry. So you know it was a good show then, because you weren't there. Yeah, the, the golden years speak for themselves, Joe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Joe's just like, let me fact check so no one talks ever again on this. <laughs> look that. Uh, look that up, Jamie. <laughs> 
Oh, Jerry, actually, let's, I, now I remember uh, from this list, Bad Religion. John, I know you're, oh, you like them, right? Man. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, no, I, I didn't, them I didn't see. I'm, I'm thinking of Offspring. I saw them. But, um, yeah, no, Bad Religion I would totally see. Uh, Anti-Flag, Less Than Jake. Oh, uh, I love Less Than Jake. There, it, this is saying Paramore, but I personally don't remember them on that tour. I saw them at a bamboozle years later. Uh, but let's oh oh Jerry, here's here's a band you know, Armor for Sleep. Saw that saw them in 2015, their reunion show. Top five best shows I've ever seen. Uh Motion City soundtrack. Does that trigger anything? Wait, you saw so you actually saw Motion City. I believe so. This Bastard. let's see. Oh, I uh, thought you were to, I, I was thinking of uh, Sound City. The uh, documentary. No, the no. <laughs> different city. Uh, Joan Jett was on it, and I didn't see her that day. Uh, it's saying other bands that oh, Census Fail, Plain White Tees, uh, Under Oath. I do remember. I guess this was before Power. Did Power Work get big around 2006 or be another 2005 was the first album. Okay, I don't recall seeing them that year for whatever reason. It's saying Bullet for my Valentine. I feel like I would remember them. Uh, But, uh, oh, Against Me? Ooh, they were so good back then. Uh, So this is what we call Jerry music. Only Jerry would know these bands. (laughs) Um. But have you ever been to a show at the English? Uh, I, wait, you went to a warp tour at the so I did press now. for two warp tours. I did press in 2010 and 2013. One of the craziest shows I've seen for free was Four Years Strong and Some 41 back to back. That was madness. I'm talking literally 15,000 people just completely going apeshit in the crowd, front to back, just no BS. 45 minutes of just mayhem. Were you on the stage or were you in the crowd? I was in the crowd for that. I was able to get some press coverage as far as getting uh, to like the photo uh, section of it. So that was kind of last minute. I was able to get some pictures done as well, maybe for 10 minutes or so. They're very like, you got it. You got to take your shit and get out. Now, uh, this is also say, this was I know they were big for that music video on the treadmills, but they're saying this lineup is hello goodbye. Now, I know probably Danny probably wants to kill me to this day. I don't know if it was at Warp Tour because he was there or Bamboozle, um, but the singer of the band was casually walking by. This is before they had that 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 one big hit, and Danny went up to him and he asked me to take the picture. And it didn't go. And I think it was a disposable camera. To see at the time, we're talking mid to late, mid two thousand. So still the flip phones. So, and I think it was a disposable camera, and the picture didn't go through whatsoever. So he met the chant. He met the singer of Hello Goodbye. Had a chance to take a picture with him, and yours truly probably screwed it up. So. <laughs> Good going. Good job, Joe. What was the last concert you you guys went to? Live now. I'm trying to think. Hold on. I know we're that talking pre-close. John, um, I'm sorry. 
Uh, what was your last mean, concert? That, uh, what was the last concert you went you saw live? Uh, uh, actually, no. The one that I went to with Kenny uh, in 2019, I saw uh, this band called Off. Jerry, you probably know them. Uh, Keith Morris. Oh, this who, whole uh, I was be... so mad I missed that concert. Yeah, you were supposed to come with me. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's that's, uh, that's why Kenny came. <laughs> But um, yeah, no, we it, it was uh, so Keith Morris. Uh, for those who don't know, he's a, he's a he's an old he's an old dude by now. He's probably like pushing sixty if he's not already famous 60. punk famous punk guy, right? Yeah, he used to be. He founded Black Flag, and that's um, it. Yeah, he founded Black Flag, and then he also was he founded Circle Jerks, and I feel like there was one other band that he might have done that I'm just not thinking of. Maybe it was off itself. Who knows. But um, yeah, no, that was like my first like hardcore punk show. And it was like wild. We saw, we went to this place called uh, the, the Poisson, Poisson Lounge in the city, in New York. Yeah. And um, yeah, no, but it was just like, that, that was the first time I was actually like in a pit. Like I was like mosh pitting. I was, you know, it was nuts. <laughs> there were people jumping on top of us and stuff. Like I was, and I was at the stage. I got like me and Kenny were like, I, I was leaning against the stage. Like everything was like in my face. It was like sweat everywhere. Was, you and Kenny mosh pit cover. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. I, think the, I remember the last song I was like, dude, like I turned to him. I was like, dude, do you want to go in? He was like, hell yeah. And then we just like went nuts. And there was like people of like all shapes and sizes moshing it was crazy there was like short people there was tall people there was kenny one of the tall people <laughs> but um it was it was a whole thing it was it was so crazy i was so happy i went but um yeah i mean even you know that, that was probably like the craziest concert i've ever been to and um if you want to call it a concert it was a, it was just like an underground show and Still I mean, show. Could, yeah i mean like you know we, we saw metallica like that was crazy and all that stuff but like this was like raw like it was like the the real deal like i felt like i was in like 19 i felt like i was in like 1984 cbgb like where we were it was crazy oh wow yeah do you want to know what else is raw and i think john will definitely remember this red gold green 2015 shirtless old guy oh yeah i saw the uh a classic i'll pull a jamie and pull it up right now actually Oh my! I'm sure I still have it. it you mean Jamie? The funniest things I've ever seen in my life. It, it are was, you talking? Yeah. So red, gold, green. They are um, again. Explain to people who may, may not know them. They are a band from Washington D.C. They've worked with a lot of. Uh, they work with Dave Grohl. They work with Pharrell, who produced their first album, and uh, they haven't gotten like the like the recognition or the fame that I think they deserve, but they are always worth a listen. And I'm always happy to hear them when they come on my shuffle. But let me see if I still have them. What am I up to right now? My photos thing, May. Hold on a second. We saw them in December, right? Yes, we did. Or, yeah. Because, you again, you were supposed to come with me the first time I saw them. Yeah. You couldn't make it. You're welcome. Thank yep. you. Mm-hmm. My you last... My last concert live, uh, even before any of this, was summer of 2017 with my friend Sean. We saw Iron Maiden at the Barclays Center. Uh, their new album just came out. Book of Souls just came out that year. And it was a good mix of songs off the new album uh, with classics. And Jerry, you know how much of an Iron Maiden 
saying I've become over the years or I am over the years. Christian, you know, how much I love that song, The Trooper. Mm-hmm. You might have used it for a certain entrance, but we won't go there. We won't talk about yeah. that. Yeah, uh, uh, but then, were you guys ever got into a band uh, called Ghosts? Their lead singer. Ghosts? Uh, yeah, Ghosts. Or the lead singer is Papa Emeris. Yeah. Uh, they actually played at Orion Festival. Um, John, so John, fun fact. So a lot of the band members, like the, uh, the front man is like, looks like an evil Pope and he changes characters. Like Papa Emeris one got, got replaced with Papa Emeris two. Obviously it was still the same singer and they mm. kept the, the part of the gimmick of the band was to keep their identity secret. So because the band, because the instrumental members play with masks and a black uh, robe on, it was it came out that Dave Grohl jammed with them and played on stage. I'm not surprised. Yeah, he, he. I mean, he's like the like Snoop Dogg of rock. Like he just pops up in people's songs where you least expect it. Like like that band Red Gold Green. Like he. He, they, I mentioned that they worked with him because he actually drummed on all the songs in their um, their first album, and um, and he just did it just because like he was in the area at the time and he saw them they they, they were playing in the same uh, studio and he was he just offered to play the drums for them on their album and that's what that's what happened that's how he is I'm that's co- just what he does I'm convinced every artist that you like Dave Grohl has some connection to them one way or another Oh <laughs> uh, yeah no no I say, I say it all the time he's uh he's pretty much like at the center of like my entire music library but um but anyway before we get too off topic I I was able to find Jerry oops I turned my phone off I found the uh the video in question I put it in front of me so I'm not green screening it Oh my god That's Keith Morris no, even though, even, even, even though nobody can see this. I saw it. So. Oh my God. It just yeah. speaks so many memories. Yeah. I just, you were there laughing and everything. It, it, it was so funny. I see you. There you are. Yeah, oh, what's the hall? Yeah, this is what's the hall. Yeah, there, there he is again. Oh. It was just one yeah, of those no, the, moments where it's Jerry... like we're at an underground show. Yeah, yeah, no, again, it was like that CBGB vibe. Like, Jerry's just there, like, <laughs> laughing his ass off, like, as this guy is just, and I found, like, other videos, too, like, where he actually has, like, his shirt, where he has his shirt on, and he's just, like, doing his thing, and then, like, all of a sudden, he just had, like, no more shirt on anymore, and it was just, like, this whole, he was just going nuts. He was definitely tripping on, like, some drugs. It was, uh, yeah. Oh, man. Good, good times, man, good times. Oh, yeah, I, 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 Jerry, uh, one more thing. So with Red Gold Green, John, and something that we could definitely both speak to is over the years, we're both friends with, I believe, the uh, the bassist on Facebook, and I believe the uh, I believe Green as well. So it's kind of I'm, funny I'm friends. Like, I'm friends with Red too. Oh really? Theodore Giesel or Geisel, whatever his name is. Last yeah, name, yeah. Last and I remember in 2019 that Friendly one people. show we went to, we were just like bullshitting with them, like we're like we were friends with them, like they recognized yeah. you. I know, yeah, no, I know, and I missed, I missed that show. I, I came too late. We were trying to make it on time, and then we got there. Like I got there right when, uh, right when they stopped playing. That you talking about that show last year, right? Yeah, last summer. Yeah, but I remember how I missed the show. You and Carmine were there. I can't believe Carmine was with us for that. That that was so I know. Great <laughs> Wait, yeah, Carmine, no. was with you at the Carmine was with you at the Red Gold Green show. 
Yeah, I mean, it was like a bar. It really, like, it wasn't like a show. It was like they, they were playing a like it was a it was a music venue, but it really it was small, and there was more of like a, a bar. Knitting factories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jerry, Jerry, you forget we saw Kyle perform with one of his bands at Webster Hall too. That's right. That was we, a crazy show. Was that the one with? Was he with Kick still at the time or Fair Day Skyline? I think it was Kick. I think it was Kick too. If it was around 2011, I think it was Kick. Because they were playing um, like around that time. Christian, the last concert you ever been to? Lincoln Park. Any, <laughs> well, and who was that crazy guy down the road from you jumping up and down probably during the song One Step Closer? Uh, you? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and and and, and, our, and Kenny in the row in front of us. Uh, any funny stories that you remember? No, from Kenny. That? No, Kenny was Kenny was sitting next to me. Well, well, Kenny came. Kenny was behind us because he came with he bought uh, one of his other friends and a friend from work. And this miraculously, nobody sat in the seats in front of us. Either they no showed the show. So I'm like, Kenny, just come down here. So first he. <laughs> So he was in front of me for a good part of that show. And then I think he ended up, didn't I yell at you to get up and, and you know, to rock out? Yeah, and I was, it, I was rocking out. What are you talking about? And, you, you were the conductor. In my own way. In my own way, I was rocking out. <laughs> Jerry, I, I, I was, I was really, I was really tired that day. I was stressed. I was worried because, you know, I was shooting. I was, I was, I was shooting my award-winning film uh, that did that, that weekend. <laughs> That weekend, so I was really, uh, I was really stressed that week. So, I probably wasn't the best uh, mindset to be going to a concert, but I enjoyed myself. I saw, I saw thirty, was it thirty, thirty second, thirty minutes, thirty second, whatever the hell, thirty, 30, seconds, 30 seconds to yeah, the Mars, whatever the hell that psychopaths uh, uh, band's name, Jared Leto, yeah, who look, who look like a hipster Jesus, yeah, yeah, who thinks he's Jesus that has a cult. <laughs> That has, Sally. Cult, that, that has a cult on an island somewhere. Uh, sick to concerts. <laughs> no, and then, uh, and then, no, and then the band before him was AFI, who I only know like one song of theirs. Oh, uh, yeah, Miss meant- Murder. <laughs> nah, yeah, Miss Rari, whatever, and Contari, whatever the hell the, the song's name is. Yeah, I think I'm. Meant- <laughs> I think I missed AFI because I was tailgating in the parking lot. So yeah, no. Remember about the parking lot was this was a funny story was that for some reason we were sitting we were sitting in uh, in Ian's car and his friend Sean who used to live right around the block from me before I got married was was on YouTube and he was like playing like porn soundtrack from like the 1920s. No, the 1920s. Yeah, yeah, no, no, like, 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 yeah, it was like very weird, like jazz music and he was like people and he was just he was just laughing about i can't believe like they made music for 1920s 19 1950s is like stuff and i was just like we me and Ian were looking at him like well what what's going on here sadly that was the that was the last time i ever saw uh tessa bellington alive but they yeah. absolutely killed it that day um yeah we i know were, they bro- we were we were leaving as they did uh, Encore, which was, uh, which was upsetting because I wanted to hear Encore. Well, uh, uh, when I saw them in 2008 at Madison Square Garden, still one of my favorite shows ever, 
Jay, uh, since they were in New York, Jay-Z came out and performed two songs with them. Uh, they did Numb Encore. Well, they just performed Encore because they performed Numb early in the set. And they did uh, uh, Gigawatt Faint. And that was amazing. That's the same show. I got sick. I, 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 got my, I, was, I went into it sick and got myself more sick rocking out to Lincoln Park, running up and down the aisle only to make make myself throw up on the a subway platform. And no, I did not drink that day. Um, I, uh, I I was supposed to see Lincoln Park with you in 2011. I wasn't going to bring that up, but... <laughs> but uh, shenanigans and shoes. And well, yeah, we'll just blame it on shenanigans. Yeah. Jerry, how come you couldn't make that 2014 show? Oh, yes. We'll get into this story, Ned. Okay. So I was in between jobs and I had to take a job where I was an account manager for a social service agency helping the welfare population go back to work. So I was working in Harlem on my first week. So I remember I get the call that Friday. I had the tickets already paid in advance and they go, Jerry, we need you to start Monday because I believe it was a weekday either a Monday or a Tuesday. So then I'm just like, are you kidding me? Of course, I had to use my head voice as far as expressing my frustrations. But being that I was out of money for about almost four months at that time, I had to take it desperate times, desperate measures. So I tell Joe, I'm like, Joe, this is strike one of so many strikes and shows I have to cancel, but I'm going to have to cancel for Lincoln Park. Yes, you really got to love Lincoln Park on that one, just especially on the fact that you enjoyed them without me for the second time, because you already had me for the first time as a bear witness. Well, you came to the show in uh, 2011, uh, the one Christian was supposed to go to, uh, with uh, uh, you you saw firsthand how bad of a Lincoln Park fan I am in person, but... uh, to move away from them for a moment, John and Jerry both had the pleasure, I use air quotes on that, to be next to me at a Metallica concert. Uh, <laughs> Jerry O'Ryan Festival, John 2017 at uh, Meadowlands. Uh, what, what was that like for you guys to be next to this Metallica maniac? The psychopath. I mean, I've heard you belt your voice out at many a karaoke night, but like that that concert man damn like i'm surprised you still had like a voice right afterwards <laughs> my voice was killing me for at least two days after yeah. and i was yeah, so, so i was sore from jumping up and down so i remember um like when, like when they started playing master of puppets like you were going ballistic <laughs> like it was you were well like, i was i was like i was like proud of you i was like Look at this guy going fucking nuts right now in concert yeah. go, go him. master well, well, when that's your favorite song by your favorite band, all bets are off, and I don't give a fuck. That's so, right. That's right. That's right at you, man. So, like, when we were, we tried to stay together, our giant group that we had in 2017. Uh, but you and me, we all got separated, but you and me ended up close to the stage. And the third song, the, the first two songs they played off the new album, Hardwire, which makes sense. Um and great songs. I think it was hardwired. Hardwired. The, yeah, hardwired. The the self 
title track and Moth into a Flame, which they were supposed that which they technically did play at the Grammys, but the people working that show fucked up and you couldn't hear James sing. Um, and he had to sing it with Lady Gaga, but oh, God. Uh, I, oh, yeah. I remember that he got so pissed. I digress. So, okay, so they opened up the, with the first two songs off the new album, amazing song. But the third song, they went right to a classic for whom the bell tolls and you and me were just jumping up and down. So, yeah. So you want to, hold on, hold on, Joe, you want a side note about for whom the bell tolls uh, for a minute and that hilarious story when, when we were at Jimmy's, our friend Jimmy's Rus- house. WrestleMania 2011. WrestleMania 27. And we all thought Metallica was going to come out to play Triple H through the ring. And all of a sudden the lights go out and the gong goes off and we're like, wait a minute, that's not the gong. And we start hearing Metallica's for whom the bell tolls and we start popping. We like it, it was like ten of us in a room and we were just dying, dying like well, we started singing and Jimmy's in the corner pouting. <laughs> I think only I think only three of us. No, he is kind of. No, he he was pouting because he was like, ah, oh, there we go. Triple H guy has to have the great entrance and. And stuff, but <laughs> we were just we were dying. We were all like, "Woo!" singing, and and he was in the corner. Well, Jimmy should Jimmy should relax. Undertaker came out to Johnny Cash that year, so I don't know what he's what he was what's there to pout about. So I think only two or three of us knew what the song was. Yeah, uh, was that like, year, well, the people knew. We were like, "Oh shit." <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, Jerry, what was your Metallica? I know we kind of got the two nights at Orion Festival. I know we got separated that first night and you ended up in the back and I think I was with, I think I was, no, I was with, Ryan was in front of me and Rob and Albert were near, near me, but do you, but I think we were next to each other the next night. Metallica was the first show where I really got myself familiarized with the capacity of Guido's going to shows in New Jersey so my example is what? as I witnessed my first real big time Guido, Jersey Shore, right out the gate. This guy had the sunglasses on at night, uh, whatever that Corey guy is from the 80s. He's just walking around like no other, thinking that he's the shit, some like big celebrity or whatever. So straight out of the book of Jersey Shore, I literally wiped it. I literally like brushed the dirt off his shoulders. And I'm like, yeah, buddy. And I was like trying to hype him up and then Lou's just looking at me like, you're a fucking idiot. What Jersey Shore Guido are you talking about? Joe, I'm so I'm surprised I never told you this, but but you could ask Lou. Let's put money on this. So let's say if Lou ever comes on this program, I want you to ask him about the story because I will guarantee you he remembers it. Okay. Oh, that just put an idea in my head as somebody else to bring on for a future concert episode. Um, I, I don't know if you remember also from that weekend. So I tried to make a whole thing out of it since we were in Atlantic City. Might as well experience a little AC by staying at the Tropicana. We got late on that Friday night driving through a bad rainstorm. And we ate at the trop- We ate at that Chinese restaurant at P.F. Chang's. Yes. Yeah. And we had a Guido type waiter. Who ended up going to the concert? That is, and he right. said, he, I, "I don't know. Is there? Is there? Metallica? We just say Metallica is considered a band liked by Guidos to like heavy metal and rock music." <laughs> I think. I think their big album. Uh, I, I 
forgive me for drawing the blank, but I think their most mainstream album is what appeals to a demographic pertaining to Staten Islanders. Are you talking about the Black album that, that has correct. that Sandman? No. Not the White yeah. album by the Beatles. The Black album by Metallica. You talk. So you're talking about uh, they'll call themselves fans because they know Enter Sandman. It's played every day on the radio. But if I tell them, uh, oh, have you heard No Remorse off Kill 'Em All or Black It off Injustice for All or uh, off or Fight Fire with Fighter off Ride the Lightning, I guarantee you half of them wouldn't even know that for so Pretty cool. much, they would refer to the dialogue in that moment and be like, oh, yeah, bro, you know, my boy told me about that. And then actually what they're saying is, oh, yeah, you just told me about it now, so I have to bring it up. Well, I'll say the same for another type of show, but you're talking about probably people that wear band shirts because it's in style or uh, that's the fashion at the time and not even a fan of the band. Jerry, Jerry, we know you're an Outcast fan, and John <laughs> is an Outcast fan, too. Mm -hmm. And I saw them, too, live at Firefly. John, you want to talk about Ascending to Heaven? That was an experience of a lifetime. Yeah, I remember man. when they performed Ain't No Thing. I was yeah. <laughs> ape shit, just rapping like every fucking verse in that. You know, like, All I right. can't, like with their performance, like I can't even pinpoint like a single song that like got me. I mean, like I was, you know, hoping that they would play like you know, like Rosa Parks. They did that, like, well, it's like you know, like their other favorite songs of mine. Like they played them, but it was just like the overall performance. Like Andre Three Thousand was just like a force on that stage. Like he just he owned the entire audience. Like I, I love I love him for that reason. Like he's just like he doesn't care who the hell is doing what. They were like, probably in their thing. mid forties when they did that show, and you think that they're like in their fifties now. It's just yeah. insane to me how like how capable they are to put on like an hour long show of literally just all movement. Well, let me ask yeah. the two of you this this question since you're both here what stands out about firefly that fest music festival compared to other shows and f festivals you've been to why does that one stand out so much and why is it so special is it because it's so you know it's a chance to be away for the weekend what is it about that festival in particular yes <laughs> it's like all oh, you things, go yeah. first john yeah. um no i mean like it's they always had like such a great lineup. I, I was able to like check off so many bands off my uh, bucket list, you know, going to th those shows, uh, going, going to those festivals. Each uh, I went there, we went there 2014 and then I went uh, with uh, work buddies in uh, 2015 and then me and you went again in 2017. And I mean, like the, the all-star list that we saw, like between, and between both the years that we went and like all three years that I went, like I, it, it was just, you know, like I said, I saw Paul McCartney there I saw, you know, we saw Outkast, Foo Fighters, which was the reason, of course, we went in the first place. And, um, you know, a whole ton of other, like, you know, smaller bands that, like, you know, that I, I, got, I got introduced to their sound with. And, like, you know, it, it definitely influenced me, too, in terms of, like, developing my music taste. The year the, the Foo Fighters played was the only time I came close to going with you guys. But I know eventually I saw him later at City Field, uh, John, in that epic show. Mm -hmm. But at the time, I still haven't seen him. But I don't know why they had him be the Friday headline instead of Saturday. If it was Saturday, I would would have driven nights. down no problem. It it's three nights, four nights. But yeah. I definitely would. Oh yeah, that's right. They were Friday because we Thursday, went Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Saturday Sunday. Yeah, that's right. Hmm. Yeah, now because it's Saturday. That's right. Yep. 
for whatever reason, I didn't want to drive down on that Friday night by myself at work, you know, waking up early from work and then coming back from Manhattan and then have to drive. And by the time I got there, I don't know, it would have been probably a headache. I mean, that probably would have been a whole story one itself, like me searching the whole uh trying to call you guys your phones are not answering your phones are dead so that, that maybe we saved we saved ourselves from a giant fight and a giant headache if i came down yeah. and i couldn't find you guys so yeah. um yeah, do you yeah, know it was good <laughs> we weren't offended but, uh, no no question real quick what was one time at a concert where you felt like you got so lost in the midst of the show wherever you were separated from your group of friends, where you were just like, I had a great time, but am I ever going to get the fuck out of here? Um, oh. Actually, so yeah, I have a, so the Foo Fighters were when, well, I guess, yeah, you saw them too, technically, but I saw them like up front. We got separated. That's right. That first year. Yeah. And like, I, this was my first festival. I had, you know, half an idea of what I was doing. I was young and stupid. <laughs> and I spent the entire day like waiting at that stage to get like a really good spot. And I did, but it was at the cost of like my safety <laughs> and my health because like I did, it was a hot June day, open field, nowhere to get shade and you're sweating all day and stuff. And I didn't want to like have to give up my spot to go to the bathroom. So I didn't eat or drink anything. So by the time the Foo Fighters came on and, and before then, like, I, I think, uh, I think Royal, who came on before them? I think Royal, oh no, no, Arctic Monkeys came on. Again, another, uh, you know, bucket list check mark off my list. Um, they were really good too. But I sat through their entire show. And I think I was there a little bit before them too. I forgot who was even there before them. And um, so I was just waiting there this entire hot day waiting for the foods to come on and getting a good spot. And I did, but by the time it came on, I was so tired and dehydrated and just sweating. And I was just surrounded by people like, cause I'm, in, I'm near the front. So everybody's crowding tight. And I was just, I remember at one point that some guy had like a cooler of like water, you know, cool, well, like a keg of water, like a little spout. And he was like letting people drink out of it. It was fucking disgusting, but I was just so desperate for water. I was like, something. I like took a little bit. But it wasn't enough and it was getting to a point and people were jumping around me and stuff and my phone was dead that was another thing too that was i was getting concerned about and then it got to a point where i was like i gotta back out of here because i might just collapse and get trampled who knows what's gonna happen if i don't back out of here so i i regrettably had to leave and that's when i ran into you and I, I found you somehow you were like by the side more there was a big sign that I don't know if it was the Firefly logo, but there was something kind of by the stage where I'm like, I know his phone's dead, but something tells me if I chill here, he's going to find me. Yeah. And, uh, and I, you know, what's happened too? like at that point they would do, remember Joe, you might remember this, that they were, they had that little stint during like uh, 2014, 2015, where they were, they made up that little makeup band called uh, the Holy Shits, where they were just covering old classic rock songs. Yeah, but did they actually yeah. perform as the Holy Shits? They did. And in the middle of their Foo Fighters set, they performed as the Holy Shits and they started doing those songs. So I was like, all right, like now's, now's probably a good time to, if I'm going to back out, like now's probably a good time to do it. And, okay, uh, I was going to say that. It still sucked, but that I did it. I felt, I always, I still feel bad to this day that I did it, but like I had to. It was like, it was a mistake the way I handled it. But I, yeah. <laughs> I guess, Jerry, uh, to answer your question about great concert, but get the fuck out of there. 
I guess it was the second night of Orion Festival because um, we decided not to stay the third night and I had to drive everybody back from Atlantic City and we had a couple of drop-offs in Brooklyn. There was um, one of our friends only stayed uh, the Friday and the Saturday, didn't stay for the second day of the concert. So I had to drive everybody back. So we had to walk from the air open airfield where the festival was to the car, which we, we still park at the Tropicana. So then I had to drive from South Jersey all the way to Brooklyn to drop off a couple people. And then, so that's, I felt like that took forever. Um, I'm trying to, uh, I can't think of, I know there's at least a couple others that escaped me, but I wanted to get on the road as soon as possible. But uh, the only saving grace is I had that Monday off, thankfully. Um, did we talk, did we start talking about worst concerts yet or? We were, no, getting, we were getting to. We were, we were going to, yeah. Okay. Jerry, what was your... I, I got... I don't know. I like, Jerry, my, you crossed... I got the answer already for you. I don't know if we're talking about shows you booked or shows you went to as a... Which, what do you want to do? Which one do you want to talk shows about? Shows that I went to as a concert. Okay, I'll just stick with that then. Unanimously, so. 2 chains for the 15 minutes he ripped this off on. And in those 15 minutes... <laughs> Five minutes was just him not shutting the fuck up and not even doing any type of hip hop. It was the biggest rip off. He stole a spot from somebody else. And I think Method Man and Red Man had to fucking switch around their stuff like for a four or five o'clock spot. Wow. wow what a piece of shit. Ridiculous. I'm sorry. When I saw him, it was included in the the amount of money that I, I spent just to get into the club. We, me and my friend Sam, when we went to Miami that one year for our New Year's. Oh, and then okay. we went to um, live in the Fountain Blue and like the, he was there along with uh, Lil Wayne and Trey Songs and Ooh, how was Trey Song? Justin Bieber. He was, I mean, he and uh, Fabulous like covered, um, oh, what was it, the Say Ah, uh, that, yeah. that song, Open Wide, It's Your Birthday, blah, blah, blah. And, um, Little Wayne, like, I mean, I, I don't want to tell the whole story because we'll be here for like another hour, but like, it was just like one after the next, all these celebrities were just chilling at this club. And then they just got onto like the, the area where the DJ was and just started performing their songs. And it was like a free concert, technically. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was they, it, I mean, he was on, he was on stage for a little bit with uh, Little Wayne. It was, it was pretty cool, but that was, uh, that was my, my only live experience with him. So you probably know better than me. Uh, my, my worst concert ever, thankfully I didn't pay for it. It was actually a gift and a secret Santa. Um, it was ironically February, cold as fuck out. Um, the show was Angel and Airway Starland Ballroom. Now, yeah, Tom from Blink-182, who's no longer in the band, that was his other band. They fucking sucked. His weird band. <laughs> yeah. yeah it was a weird, if you want to, if you want to call yeah, it that, yeah. Jerry, were yeah, you ever like fan of Angels? Song. I don't even know the song. Jerry, were you ever a fan of Angels and Airwaves? The, their problem to me is, I expected more from them rhythmically, uh, guitar-wise, and they disappointed me in that regard in their state of music, and. Tom is such a talented guitarist. It's a shame 
how he didn't bring those talents to that band. So um, on top of that, you know, Winter, Cold, uh, Terrible Band, um, one of the openers, Jerry, was uh, The Color Fred, a side project with one of the guys <laughs> that used to uh, a side project with uh, a guy that used to be in Taking Back Sunday. Fred Matthew. Um, exactly. He, date, I thought they were going to be good because I, at the time I was a fan of Taking Back Sunday, but I remember he walked off the stage all pissed off. And to tie back into my Linkin Park story at Madison Square Garden, the show was the, at least a week before that epic show. And so that's the same day I started to feel sick. I was, you know, I, you know, you know, I thought I was cold because, you know, obviously it was winter, but then that's when I started getting chills. And, and that's only to find out later I had a fever. Don't worry, okay. people. This is pre, don't worry, people. This is pre-COVID. It happened 2008. Um, mm. And then so I had the chills. And so I ended up getting sick. So terrible headliner. Um, there was one other opener uh with like this all girls band i can't even remember the name but the color fred was a disappointment and angels and airways for some reason i just remember fucking sucking that day oh, whatever megan diadro uh or tegan and sarah something like that I'll, i have to look it up alternate rock group early 08 so you would know better than me with your jerry music on that so let's see but disappointing band that i thought was going to be amazing they were terrible i was a big fan of mayday parade did not like them live at all what kind of band are they i feel like they're they're a little bit more like uh emo they had a bit of like some pop to them their song Mm. structures were good the voice and the way that they changed their key as they performed live, very disappointing. Mm. I just I just remember that name because you interviewed one of the band members. So I think Derek Saunders or something. Are they even still around? I haven't heard much from them. I will say this, they're talented musicians. As far as composing music, they're good that way. And John, which one was your worst concert? Okay, so at Firefly 2015, this is the one that I didn't go with you with, Jerry. Um, I saw before uh, Paul McCartney came on stage, Morrissey was on stage. Oh boy. Before him. Whole, I, I knew for a fact I wasn't going to like him. I was not much of ever a fan of the Smiths or anything. I definitely wasn't a fan of his solo music. I looked it up before I went to Firefly. I thought it was like slow and sad and I don't think he writes that well. And, and, you know, and, and he's full of himself, too. I think as a person, I think he's just like really like arrogant. And so he, he goes on stage and he knows that everybody's there for Paul McCartney. Or he knows nobody wants to see him there. And he, he's going through his songs with zero energy. Like at most, he's just kind of like flinging around his like microphone wire as he's strolling through these songs. And it was so fucking it was like a headache getting through them. And at one point, he plays a song that, like, uh, like, the song called Meat is Murder. He's, like, a total, you know, hardcore vegetarian, like, anti, you know, meat industry ter- person and all that stuff. And, you know, I, I can agree, like, yeah, like, there's a lot of abuse going on in, in the meat industry and stuff and farm animals. But, like, 
he plays this this horrible song with this giant jumbotron video above him like above the stage like showing this, the nastiest goriest most violent uh images and, and clips of these like animals getting slaughtered and it was just disturbing and it was it wasn't even like you know yeah like fight the power it was just like dude like this is just too much like just like nobody wanted to watch it or listen yeah. to like, this shit at one point he actually um like in between one of the songs he actually like went to the microphone on the on the audience was like would you like me to leave and everybody was like like half-heartedly saying like no <laughs> but like everybody was like yeah we, we can't stand this guy and then like the last song he played like he didn't even say goodbye or nothing he just he, he walked off like in the middle of the song and that was it oh and God. uh after i after that i was like all right i definitely hate morrissey i definitely like hate the smiths and i just don't even want to see this guy ever again and um that was that, and if there was a close second, I would totally pick um, Bob Dylan, who I also saw. Uh, we saw in twenty seventeen. Oh, I remember a little bit about fi- this. another another Firefly, yeah. But he um, wasn't that I mean, good. He wasn't that good, line. He's not good at all. Like he, he's. I mean, he, oh, he's, he's old. <laughs> it's, he's old, but like his voice is not what it used to be. It's very. It's shot. Like he, and and you notice know, he takes songs. It'll take lyrics from like one song and then just kind of like sing it however he wants. Like his band just plays like random melodies and then like he'll just attach lyrics from other his, his songs to them. So you can't even recognize what he's playing. And it's just like, like literally you couldn't even understand what he was saying. Like he was just like, and it's like, what the hell is he? Like he, he just sounded like, like he was going to die at any moment. <laughs> it, was, it was just, you know, very, it was a very old man show. It wasn't, it, he was just there like just to, so you could say you, you've seen Bob Dylan, but he wasn't good. He was, but, but Morrissey like just legit pissed me off. Like I was just like, this is horrible. And then thankfully Paul McCartney saved the day. He was like, but, like it was like literally the worst and the best concert. That's interesting. Such, I've never had that. Juxtaposed before. right next to each other. It was, yeah, it was really like night and day. In terms of quality, but um, yeah, no, by far, Mar- Marcy was just fucking terrible. I don't even know why he has fans. <laughs> to be honest, with you. <laughs> what's one band um, that you haven't seen live yet, but you want to say? Um, I was just about to ask that question. Oh, Queens of the Stone Age, hands down. I mean, they're like my second. They became my second favorite band. It used to be Red Hot Chili Peppers, but they kind of fell off a little bit, and Queens of the Stone Age took that mantle. But um, I've, I saw Red Hot Chili Peppers back in 2014. They were amazing. But uh, yeah, Queens of Stone Age. I mean, I, you know, one of you guys got to come with me. Like the next time they, they play, I keep trying yeah, to find no. people to come with me to a Queens you know, Stone Age concert, and nobody ever is available. Or, like wants to go. You know something, John? Um, when when it's safe to go back to concerts, I'm gonna be in such a fucking type of mood. I'll probably be gladly go with you. You know, even though I know a couple of their songs, uh, only uh, that you you. Uh, Dude, the moment, uh, the moment uh, concerts become a thing, like I'm just, I'm gonna blow all my money on tickets and just like get myself yeah. for my apartment because <laughs> my uh, pay rent. <laughs> I talked about this on a previous episode um, with COVID canceling uh, Green Day concert, and I mentioned it earlier. So Green Day still uh, the band I want to see the most, and and John and all random uh, things we text to each other, <laughs> nerdy stuff for music. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers is definitely on my list, so I'll gladly go yeah, see, see them as again. well. I know it's a generic, I know I'm mentioning two of the most popular bands ever that, you know, instead of some unknown band, but I guess currently those are my top two to see. Yeah, Pearl Jam too, I want to see, but they're too, they, they make, they're so expensive, which is ironic because they used to be like 
they used to fight with Ticketmaster about ticket prices. Yeah. Now that now their their uh, floor tickets cost like their GA tickets cost like a thousand plus dollars, which is ridiculous. Well, well, it's probably probably when once their teach tickets reach uh, StubHub, that's why it goes up to a thousand dollars. I wouldn't rule out seeing Pearl Jam. I mean, I'm not a rush to see him at out of all the bands. Uh, Christian, what's one band or artist you would like to, <laughs> you would like uh, to see live? That you... Well, I can't really see them live anymore because one of them's dead. But. Uh... Uh... Oh yeah, talked about this on the Three Ugly Guys podcast, but you can what, say it. You can say it, but what? What do you mean? Uh, uh, um, I was gonna what, say. So well, I I want to know now what's the band. Well, it's I a mean, very just, just say question. It's I I, I I wanted to see Van Halen with Sammy Hagar, oh, and yeah, it I, was gonna happen. It was gonna happen because because uh, Eddie Van Halen's game. son. Wolfgang, like weeks after he died, was saying, "Yeah, he convinced his dad to like talk to Sammy, and and Sammy confirmed that they that they had a discussion and that they reconciled and they were talking about having wow. a reunion with both with both Dave and Sammy. There's something that I always wanted, and now I would have loved out, to see yeah, that. I, w- I would have been there with you, man. Yeah, and I was just so I was I was I was more upset and sad yeah, than like I, than I, like angry." <laughs> that was me with uh, Motorhead. Like I, I, I was like before Lemmy died. Like I was, they, they were top of my list to see. Like you know, because I knew like Lemmy was getting old and he wasn't completely well. So I was like, I want to see him ASAP before he croaks. And then, you know, did uh, I remember? I remember listening to his music on the way, like Motorhead music on the way home from work. And that, and when I got home that night. I saw the headline that he died, and I was like, "You gotta be freaking kidding me!" Now. Like, I was so pissed, but yeah, did, uh, I knew did, I knew he was dying soon. Did uh oh wow? <laughs> did you see uh did you see Dave Grohl's interview? I I don't know if it was recent or it just popped up recently. How were you saying like which one? He, uh, he met well when he when he went to uh when he went to um Let, Lemmy's house Lemmy's house. Mm. And he said yeah, yeah. How, how much of a hoarder he was. Yeah. Yeah. Really has like a lot. Of, he had like a lot of like uh, Nazi memorabilia. Yeah. Like he, he, yeah. He just collected just to collect it. Yeah. Like he he legit like gave him like uh, like uh, Jack Daniels and it was like 11 in the morning. And he's like, how do I turn down Jack Daniels from Lemmy? Even though it was like really early. You don't. You don't. That's why. Yeah. That's what that's what he said. He said, you don't. So. All right, so what other – so unfortunately, you know, the sad thing with Eddie Van Halen, but what any other artists or band come to mind? Brand uh, new. I, I would have liked to have seen the Talking Heads. I would, uh, for, I, I would see them, yeah. They're, 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 yeah. they're definitely a different type of band, and I'm always trying to find different types of music to see live. Yeah. Well, I guess this leads into my next question, and Christian, you already answered that with Van Halen. Um What's one band you wish you could have? I have three bands that came to. I was gonna say two, but now I have three in my head. Uh, what are three bands that you wish you could have seen live at their height, or no longer? It's no longer possible. And John, I know you already mentioned Motorhead, but who else? Um, that like like bands that I can't see because of uh, a loss like a band or... member, a band member. They they no longer perform. A band member passed away. They're not together uh, anymore, um, etc. I would have loved to see Nirvana. <laughs> I guess, but um, I mean, you kind of know. I can't for obvious reasons, but um, 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, Van Halen definitely would have been a choice for me. Um, Led Zeppelin. Yeah, Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin. That was Jimi Hendrix experience. So many bands from the 60s and 70s that probably don't perform anymore. They people passed away. If I um, was to revert back in time. Doobie, Doobie Brothers, too. Doobie Brothers. Oh, they, they, okay. they, yeah, they, they're, Brothers. they're still kicking. And the guy still sounds yes. like he did like 40 years ago. They're still around. Jerry, what were you going to say? If I was to revert back in time to a certain album and to see that live as it was just being released, Weezer's The Blue Album, 1995. I would love to well, see a set list from that album. If we're if we're talking about concerts that we wish that we would would have gone to previously that we couldn't go to, uh, for obvious reasons, maybe we were too young, or it happened way before um, we were uh, born. Like we were born. Uh, I would love to have seen again Van Halen in 1995 when they were in Toronto for the Balance tour. That was like their last tour before they broke up. Uh, well, yeah, last I mean, if we're talking about, go ahead. We're the last tour, the, the last tour before before, before Sammy left. left. Yeah, yeah. What were we gonna say, John? Yeah, I'm saying if we're talking about specific shows that like happened in the past, like I definitely would have been, I would have loved to have been at the Foo Fighters concert at Wembley Stadium, like in 2008. Ooh, good um, I would have loved to have been at like pretty much any hardcore punk show in CBGBs back in the 80s. Um, Pretty much, uh, I definitely would have loved to have been at Nirvana Unplugged, um, like the, the MTV Unplugged concert that uh, they did. Um, and, and also, and just in general, like, like just to add a couple more artists and deviate a little bit away from rock. I mean, Jerry, I think you'd probably agree with me on this. I would love to have seen um, Tribe Called Quest live. I would have loved to have seen MF Doom live. You know, oh, we man. both want to see MF Doom. Tomorrow, rest in peace. Yeah, yeah, I know, and we have that podcast tomorrow. We talk about. I'm sure we'll have a lot to say, and uh, you know, I mean, the Biggie, you know, Biggie Smalls. I would love to see uh, obviously Tupac, all those all those guys. But um, you know, it's one song I would have loved to see live: Big Pun and Black Thought, super lyrical. Yeah, I, I, actually, I've been meaning to get into Big Pun because, like, I, uh, his song Man, like randomly came up on like a, on, like a radio encyclopedia of songs. I know, no, I know he's huge. I, I know he has a legacy. Like I wanted to get into him because I know he's like he's a big guy from like the '90s too, right? From like oh, the late forget '90s. Get it, Dude, like yeah. There's just something so timeless when you listen to Big Pun, where yeah, he just he stands out even from like Tupac and Biggie to me. Like there's just something about the way he structured his songs that was compelling. Like he, he, every line, like it resonated. It meant something. Yeah, he seemed like a, like a more like like gangster rap version of uh, Biggie, right? You know, in a few ways, yeah. And both in like style and like how he looked. Uh, I guess uh, for it's hard for me to pick out an exact concert, but uh, maybe a Led Zeppelin concert in the nineteen seventies at Madison Square Garden. Um, I wish I could. It the re, they were supposed to do a reunion tour. They did a reunion show in 2007 with John Bonham's son Jason on drums. It was good. It was gonna happen. It was confirmed it was gonna happen. They were talking, but Robert Plant backed out, and they did consider performing as under a different name without Robert Plant. And they were gonna bring in Miles Kennedy from Ulta Bridge, and they were gonna be some sort of Led Zeppelin offshoot. But that was the end of it. So 
I, I would have seen Led Zeppelin, but without, uh, without, without uh, John Bonham, unfortunately. But so I wish I could have seen him in the seventies uh, to go to heavy metal for a moment. I wish I could have seen Pantera live, rest in peace, mm-hmm. Dimebag. And now Vinnie Paul is gone, unfortunately, too. To, to be at one of their shows at their height in the 90s. And if Dime Bag wasn't taken for us in so soon, uh, if they did a reunion tour, I definitely would have seen them. And to bring it back to Paul McCartney, um, I wish I could see, I mean, who wouldn't want to see the Beatles? I mean. I thought I I, I thought you were going to say Wings for a minute. <laughs> you're an going. idiot. Okay. Uh, no, not Paul McCartney and Wings. Uh, but that reunion could still happen. So yeah. those are three bands that, that come to mind. Uh, concerts. And of course, I have to bring back to Metallica. Um, one of the, the, one of the comp concerts famously filmed was Seattle 1989 uh, coming off their Injustice for All tour. So that's, and or ACDC 1991. Uh, where uh, they they released it as a music video, but they played Thunderstruck. It was the year Thunderstruck came out, nineteen ninety one. So that would have been one. I think that might have been the same year they played on the same show with Pantera and Metallica. So uh, a couple mm. other things. And Jer- and Jerry, to answer your early question about that girl group, it, it was Meg and Daya. I was gonna say. Uh. Also, I think we could all agree we would love to have seen Jimi Hendrix in Woodstock '69. Yep. Yeah. Oh man! I mean, I think that's remember a that, Joe. <laughs> you remember I'm that sure show the... from 1969? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying like in the scenario of if it was possible to remember that show if we were there. Yeah. The people, yep. the people that were probably there, don't remember that show. I know. Yeah. <laughs> one show I'm glad. I, one show I would never would. I'm glad. I, even though I was 10 at the time, I'm glad I never went to or I or wouldn't want to travel back in time to go to Woodstock 99. What happened with Woodstock 99? A gigantic um, overpri- overpriced on water and food. Uh, gigantic riots broke out. Uh, supposedly Lip Biscuit got blamed for it um, because... Oh, of, wow. course, of course, of <laughs> course. Because... Uh, it 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 was a concert that turned to violence. Uh, Metallica did play that show one of the nights, but it basically a concert that turned to violence and a gigantic riot. And you know, from very pissed off so-called fans, but um, so that's one gigantic shit show. I think there's a whole documentary about it. You could probably find it on YouTube or something like that. Yeah, so, uh, you made this. You made this such a compelling scenario of a story that as of this moment, we're all going to leave this podcast and watch Woodstock 99 all together. So in that moment, we conclude the collective podcast. Guys, thank you so much for doing this. Let's do our plugs for sure and for collective podcast. Christian, let's see if I can memorize a little bit of where we are. So we're on Anchor, Stitcher, Facebook, YouTube, MySpace, Craigslist, fucking Twitch, everything you can think of. John Gregorio's house, you name it. <laughs> well, don't forget Zanga. Don't forget Zanga. Not only that, Apple Jerry. Po- oh yeah, Apple, Apple Podcasts. Podcasts. Okay. And you can you can also pirate this on uh, LimeWire as well. Oh yeah, oh yeah, bear, bear share. Uh, <laughs> so uh, again, everybody, I like to always like to promote 
uh, knightsboard.com, uh, which is now ha- which is now available in 25 countries. Uh, you can now uh, go on uh, knightsboard.com. It's a great place for to have people to show their content, whether you're an artist, uh, filmmaker, you do graphic design work, you do uh, con- conceptual art, or you're just a nerd. You can pretty much go on there and enjoy. We have some great concepts for Dungeons and Dragons characters. We have some stories for campaigns, custom made campaigns as well. We also have a store on there. So if you are a artist looking to sell your stuff, that's a pseudo secondary Etsy store that you can uh, go on there as well. Just uh, email or message the, uh, the web uh, ad- administrators there. They'll be glad to hook you up as well. And it's a great place to show your work without having the Facebook suppression algorithm, uh, as I like to say. And uh, so, Joe, you want to promote your stuff as well? Well, I'm boring as fuck. So well, you're well, you're stuff. very you're your side of the collective podcast. Uh, follow us on Facebook at Collective Podcast. The Instagram is Computer Collective, which talks, which we post about the podcast as well as other projects. Christian or Je- Christian may or may not have be going on uh, to pr- promote our friends. We just recorded a part one in a crossover ep- uh, podcast with Three Ugly Guys. Uh, they'll be coming on soon with us to record part two. Check them out on their platforms, including uh, Apple Podcasts and Podbean. Our friend Nicole, what a great uh, Instagram showing off our art, art by Feluca. Uh, Danielle, who's our highest rated episode of the season. Christian had to correct me on that. I thought it was all time. Uh, uh, she is the president and co-founder of Ladies of Lilith. Find them on Instagram. And I think the only friend that comes to mind is a good friend, Nick, who is a hell of a musician. He has his band, Tension Rising. They're on music platforms, including Apple Music and iTunes. And his solo project, Nikki and the Crutches. Uh, did I forget anybody? Joe, you Ouch. read that so beautifully. Like, I- I'm so impressed and stunned by your phonics lesson this week. And uh, and check out that clown solo po- podcast, which he's about to get into our first spinoff. Go ahead, Gerard, you fucking clown. <laughs> yes, and this clown has finally taken a change for a platform to our community at large. And that is called the Change Within Podcast. We have been talking to so many different guests to embrace change, really taking hone of what those opportunities have brought them to points in their lives and such a happy moment to be documenting people's stories. So please find us, Anchor, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube.